Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Hubbard here. It is Elon Daily. It's part of the Talking Tesla podcast. It is July 9th. It's a Tuesday. And let's talk about global warming, shall we? Shall we talk about that? Shall we discuss it? Yeah, we should, because uh, that's what Tesla is all about. Accelerating renewable energy, sustainable renewable energy. And so there's a TED talk. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Now, actually, TED, you all know TED, uh, Technology Entertainment Design. There's a bunch of talks about global warming, as you would expect. Um, There's one here that I think you should check out. It's the first time I've seen it. It's by Chad Fleischman, I think his name is. And it's 100 Solutions to Reverse Global Warming. It's a really interesting talk about all the things we need to do to reverse uh, this disaster that is occurring. And some of them are obvious and some of them are not so obvious. There's stuff in there about refrigerants, which I didn't think was a problem anymore. I thought we got rid of the chlorofluorocarbons, which we did. But the hydrofluorocarbons are greenhouse gases. And there's stuff like that that we can fix and that we need to fix. Uh, Educating girls, just educating people in general, solar panels, adding more forests, all stuff which if we did, we could fix this problem, even sucking uh, CO2 out of the air. And it's basically his scenario is known as drawdown. Can we bring down, not just stop CO2 at where it is, but can we now start to bring down CO2 levels? And it's expensive, but when you do the math on it, it's expensive up front, but all of these things we do is actually you know, cost effective. So a really good talk. It's 17 minutes long. You should go check it out. Link in the show notes. And one of the really important things that he talks about there that it's really important at this stage, as we've been sort of told before, not to become nihilistic at this point, as we are starting to really see the effects of climate change occur and it's going to accelerate and it is going to get much worse, there is the human tendency now at this point to get to that next stage, which is to give up. Well, it's too late now. There's nothing that we can do and the oceans are going to rise and immigration is going to be terrible and um, it's just a disaster and so just giving up. And that is exactly the wrong thing to do because we still can mitigate this if we are aggressive with our policies, if we are aggressive with our money, if we are aggressive with our votes, we can do stuff. And even personally, we can do stuff. There's another great TED Talk there about what's the single most important thing you as an individual can do about climate change. It's talking about it. It's understanding it. It's reading the science and to be somebody that can have a conversation at a party and saying, no, no, when you say that uh, it's really unclear about climate change, let me explain to you some sort of the fundamental facts about why that's simply not true, why that is part of a disinformation campaign. So it's incumbent on all of us that care about this stuff to continue to stay up to date with it and to be, you know, advocates for doing the simple things at home, eating less meat, uh, putting on solar panels if you can afford to do that kind of thing, and advocating for make sure you vote for the right candidates because that stuff is super duper important. So go check it out. It's just one of a number of great uh, talks on TED about climate change. It can be really inspiring. If you're feeling a bit down, go listen to some of those. We can fix this. There are things we can do. We just have to continue to push this idea of a Green New Deal. Not necessarily the Green New Deal exactly as it has been suggested because they threw in a lot of other stuff, which I think it made it uh, sort of complicated and hard to sell. But the idea that we can actually more jobs and save money over time and improve air quality and reduce healthcare expenditures all at the same time where we're reducing our carbon emissions. It's a win, 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 win. But we have to fight some very big beasts 
in the coal, oil and gas industry and their lobbyists, which is obviously a problem. But we can fight them. We can beat the beast. Now, in some specific Tesla news, and I'm getting this from The Verge, but it's being reported all over the place. The CEO of Tesla, or perhaps you've heard of him, his name is Elon Musk, said that the company most likely, in quotes, will start retrofitting its new, more powerful processing chip into older vehicles near the end of this year. This is not actually new news. This is something we've been told will happen this year. So the FSD chip is the new uh, Tesla chip set, which is 21 times as powerful as the old NVIDIA ones. It uses a little bit more energy, watts as it were, but it costs about 20% less and it has a lot of redundancy on it. And so it's a win, 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 win. And I guess this all started because somebody tweeted at Elon and he said the end of Q4 is when they're going to start adding this. Now, the cars that are coming off the line right now already have this thing in there. What we're talking about here is going back and putting it in the older cars. For those people that have already paid for it, they're going to be putting this um, in there for free, or not for free because you already paid for it. Um, people like me, who got a car that is full self-driving and leased it, and their lease is up in six months, um, I might get this chip and then have to hand in my lease the next day. That's uh, kind of a weird thing. But there's nothing really new here. We knew this was happening. I'm a bit anxious because this is now Elon time, right? So if Elon's saying is late in the fourth quarter, what does that mean? That means there's a really good chance it's not going to be this year. If uh, prior experience tells us anything, that if Elon says late in the fourth quarter, it's probably not going to happen late in the fourth quarter. That's not so big a deal because really what's more important than retrofitting is training the current cars to use the software. So getting it into as many cars as possible is great. But don't think that, you know, if by the end of the year you get the new full self-driving hardware, that the car will automatically be able to do feats of uh, great self-driving the next day. It's not going to work like that. This is going to be a very slow, incremental rollout of the features. Although they may be feature complete, it's really the AI, it's the software, it's the training, it's the billions of miles that's going to occur. So even if he's off by three months or six months, this is something that I see that is really going to take a couple of years to get billions of miles and lots of training so that you can really fall asleep in the car. Now, Elon has said by 2020, so by next year, they'll be at the point where you won't have to uh, watch the car. Probably by the end of next year, the car will drive itself home. I'm still not sure that that's right. I think it's actually going to be a couple of years after that. But let's uh, take Elon at his word that sometime, probably late next year, you truly will be able to get into a Tesla and you'll be able to let it do the driving. And in another report, we have Elon saying, and this is what I talked about with the boys on the big show, on the big Talking Tesla show, you know, um, a couple of months ago. I said, and I don't think I made it very clear about what I was saying, that once these cars truly are autonomous, and now you can put them onto the Tesla network, and if it's true what Elon's saying, that then the car really becomes over its lifetime worth about 300000 instead of like fifty or 60000 why would they ever sell you a car at that point? If they could make $350,000 out of a car by putting it on the network and using it themselves, why would they sell it to you for 50000 Now, my, there might be a sort of a period of time there where that made sense, where they didn't have the money to put them all out there and drive them themselves, put them on the network themselves. But very soon afterwards, it would make sense. So now Elon is saying that at some point, 
they're going to stop selling cars to the people as individuals. So the tweet, again, this was from Disruptive Research. Do customers have limited time left to buy a Tesla car since prices should have to go up several fold to balance supply and demand once you've sold full self-driving? Elon's response to that was, yes, there is a limited amount of time. And and I feel like I've been banging my head against the wall about this. And finally, I feel like somebody has explained it better than I was at explaining it. That again, if once you have full self-driving and that Tesla can truly put a car on the network and make $300,000 over the life of that car, say 10 years, it makes no sense for Tesla to sell me that car for $50,000. No sense at all, unless they've piled as many cars as they can on the network as possible and mine's just an extra one. So the real key now is how long will you be able to buy a Tesla for? This is not going to happen in the next year. It's not going to happen in the next two years. I expect that this is sort of in the three to five year time range. So I expect that you will be able to buy your Model Y next year sometime, late next year and the next year. But if full self-driving truly comes around, nobody needs to be in the car. It can be on the network. It is going to be very difficult for you to buy your own Tesla because Tesla will not be able to make them fast enough. It's just going to put them on the ride share network. And that's fine with me because you'll just order up your car to take you to work and order up your uh, semi-trailer and order up whatever you need. And if they've filled up the network, at least in the big cities, car ownership will be gone. And uh, hopefully the prices of this will mean that it will just make no sense. You'll rent a Tesla for a couple of hundred bucks a month versus leasing one for five or six hundred bucks a month. This now makes sense to me that Elon is saying, yes, there is a limited time left. If the economics of what he believes is true, that these cars are going to be worth way more putting them on the network than to sell them to you and me as individuals, buying a Tesla is going to be something that's going to go away very soon. And if that doesn't blow your mind, then I still have failed to explain what I'm trying to make sense of here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the show is Elon Daily. Get on Patreon and, uh, you know, be a patron. Give us a rating and review. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening to the show. Is your mind blown? Mind's blown. Totally.